Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. So we talk a lot on this program about humans learning the craft of machine learning. We do. But in this episode, we get to talk about machines learning the craft of being human. That is StarCraft. Well, I think technically StarCraft is about aliens and not humans, but I am, I'm here for it, and let's talk about StarCraft. Okay. You're listening to Linear Digressions. Now, I think we should start this episode by, by just saying up front. Apologizing. Yeah, you're supposed to never apologize when you're you know, recording something like this, but uh, do you know anything about StarCraft, Katie? I read about it for a few minutes this weekend. And then I asked my husband, who knows some people who play it, a few questions. So I am not an expert, and we're going to kind of try to describe it for those of you who have never played StarCraft before, so you sort of understand it. But I will almost certainly get things wrong, and just that's the world we live in. Yeah, I don't know about StarCraft either. I know about Star Trek, which... We know. Yeah. We know you do. (laughs) But yeah, no that that is that's featured prominently in this program. Uh, I am guessing we're going to get more more uh, fan or hate mail than we've ever gotten for any episode on this one. I don't think anyone's going to send us hate mail, but we've I'll never try to explain. I'll, yeah. tr- I'll try to explain StarCraft, and we'll we'll see. So this is the latest in a long series of uh, DeepMind wrote an AI to play a game and it beat the humans. So this We've is following up on checkers, yeah, the, the chess, chess, so checkers. Yeah. Checkers is a broken game because checkers are, you can always deterministically say what the best move is. Chess is complex enough that basically you can't do that. Uh, we talked about AlphaGo and now there's a new AI from the good folks at DeepMind as one might expect called AlphaStar. AlphaStar. Can I ask a clarification, actually? Sure. Um, checkers is only different from chess and go because it is computationally not too expensive to calculate all the moves, right? Uh, yeah, I guess like, you it's not could say fundamentally that. different. It's just that there there's just so many fewer possible moves in checkers. Yeah, it's something like you know, if you were to explore the whole decision tree of a checkers game, it would be you know whatever a billion different things or a trillion different things, but with Go, it's, like, greater than the number of atoms in the universe, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> and with StarCraft, it's even more complex. So a little bit about StarCraft. So StarCraft is a video game. It is a strategy game that you play where you're basically playing as one of these alien races, and they're uh, building stuff and trying to fight each other Um, where as you're building, you take sort of the resources that you have, you create stuff with them, then those resources eventually kind of, that investment pays off, you get more resources, Mm. you use that to build more stuff, and eventually you're you're kind of defending the stuff that you have from the other guy, you're trying to take some of the resources you have and attack his or or her, I suppose, stuff, and that's how you win the game. They may not be bi-gendered, or they may be... That's a good I point. don't know. That's a... Yeah, I was mostly so... just thinking of the other player, but... Oh, got um, it. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's, like, kind of a tournament-style way that you can play it, but it sounds like for most of the very competitive stuff, it's a one-on-one game. You know, okay. I would play against you, and it, so it's, it's like chess or go in that respect. 
So this is is this like a like a conquer the galaxy thing take resources or is this on a planet or is this Oh, I have no idea. I have oh, okay. no idea. Yeah. I I don't know. You're you, I aliens are fighting other aliens. Yeah, I shouldn't ask clarifying questions in this nope. in this episode cuz nope. We'll hit I'm the, just here uh, to talk about the the robot that won. <laughs> the edge of the drawable region. Yeah. Okay. For our knowledge. But the rough idea is that with let's contrast this with uh chess or go so probably everyone who's listening to this is pretty familiar with chess so what are a few things that are noteworthy about chess versus starcraft so number one is that chess there's only discrete places where you can move your pieces on the board so whereas starcraft is a much more continuous space go is another good example of it's it's discrete so there's you can enumerate with a relatively small number all of the different things that you could do relatively small meaning it's something like you know dozens or hundreds of moves that you can make at a point with starcraft there's kind of you know it's it's not infinite but it's continuous so it's it's very very high dimensional Mm. uh all the moves that you can make second is that oh go ahead yeah so so with chess it's 12 by 12 right Mm -hmm. so basically you have 144 Uh. possible positions and you never have a situation where all of those are open, so it's it's even smaller than that. And I guess technically StarCraft would be discrete, but it's discrete on the order of like thousands of pixels times thousands of pixels. So it's effectively continuous for for the human eye's perspective, I suppose, or human's experience of the game. Yeah, that's right. So just a little bit of pedantry. I checked. It's chess is actually eight by eight so oh that was my first intuition and i tried to count up the pieces really fast in my head and i, I failed yeah no that so, happens to the best of us so um, chess is even smaller oh can i say one other thing that i just thought of mm. which is that starcraft it matters when you do things right yeah so starcraft you have that's a really really good point so chess is it's discrete in space it's also discrete in time so it's like a turn-based game like i make i make a move you make a move i make a move you make a move so at any given point you know like it's my time to think and i'm going to figure this out and you're just going to stay there statically while i'm figuring it out yeah (laughs) but with starcraft stare me down yeah exactly with starcraft like everybody's doing everything all of the time so you're you know you don't get a chance to say like this is when i do things and then you're not going to do anything while i'm considering my options so the world is is changing around you much more rapidly than in chess or in go and then another detail is that let's take go as an example go you really only have one choice of what to do which is you can put one of your pebbles onto the little into a little spot and then you have a pebble there Whereas with StarCraft, you have different types of resources that you can deploy in different places and in different combinations. And so it's a little bit more like chess in the sense that chess has many different types of um, pieces that you have to consider, and they all have sort of different strengths and weaknesses, and they can work together. StarCraft is a more, uh, still a more complex version of that. Wow. So, so to recount, it's... It's almost continuous spatially. It's as continuous as you can get on a computer screen spatially. It's as continuous as you can get on a computer temporally, Mm -hmm. time-wise. Ultimately, things are still done, let's say, at a particular frame. 
but that's one sixtieth or one hundredth or something of a second. No, it wouldn't be sixty. It would be like a hundred or a hundred and twenty or something like that. So effectively continuous along the time domain as well. And then you're also saying that the different types of things that you can do aren't—they're not continuous, but they're much more varied. So you could—you have a, a piece in Go that you put down on a square, or you have a piece in chess that you move to a valid location. But in StarCraft, you've got resources and you've got pieces that you can—you can move, or you can probably upgrade, or you can uh, take all of these different actions. That's right. So and then the, there's sort of all the complexity that comes with that. So there's yeah. kind of the early gameplay strategy and the, the later gameplay strategy. There's the fact that I'm playing against you and you're probably adapting your strategy as you're going. And so the stuff that maybe was working for me earlier on, I have to change. Uh, and then the last one that's worth pointing out is that unlike chess and go, so chess and go are both games of complete information. So you can see you and I are both looking at the chessboard. We can see where all of the pieces are. There's no ambiguity about anything. There's no guessing. Oh. Whereas with StarCraft, it's a little bit more like, I don't know, a battleship or something. It's like somewhere between chess and battleship in the sense that yeah. I can't necessarily see where all of your stuff is. And you can't necessarily see where all of my stuff is. So we have imperfect information about what the other person wow. is doing. And you might know what I was doing when you sent a scout to take a look, but you don't know what I'm doing now. So I guess it's not just, uh, it's not a simple, you have this much information at this time thing. It's that you can actually take control of or affect the information that you have access or that, that, you, that you get. You can take an action that gets you more information. Presumably. I don't know enough about StarCraft to know for sure, but yeah. it's like, I think it's generally that though I I shouldn't assume that I know everything that's going on, that either I have to go out and collect more information or maybe there's just certain information that I, I just can't see. Like maybe there's just random rewards that pop up in yours or in mine periodically that the other person doesn't know about. I, I don't know enough about the gameplay to say for sure, yeah. but let's... Suffice to say, imperfect information. Wow. So the, it, that sounds like the metrics are absolutely insane. Right. So it's that's why it was selected as a really interesting AI challenge, because it's you know one of these games that was considered kind of classically very, very challenging for something like artificial intelligence to play. Um, and so that's why it's interesting that the Alpha Star uh, beat some of the the world's best go players uh fairly recently in the last couple of months for starcraft players yes what did i say go players oh yes because that starcraft probably players. wouldn't be all that impressive well it's pretty impressive it just we it happened already like a year ago oh no no if if the starcraft ai beat the go players ah now that is an excellent point and that i think is actually pretty funny because <laughs> as like as impressive as it is that Alpha Star beat the best StarCraft players. I was looking at sort of the recipe that they used to train the AI. And insofar as I, you know, there's lots of details of it that went slightly over my head, but it's the same general recipe that it sounded like AlphaGo followed in the sense that mm. you start by training 
you start by training a, a reinforcement agent, watching a bunch of human gameplay, and it spends, you know, you, you put it on a bunch of computers, so it spends like a thousand years watching humans play this game, yeah. and it learns a bunch of strategies and tricks, and then what you do is you take a bunch of you take a bunch of the AI agents and you have a play against each other and then they get even better and they learn new stuff and then you take the best one of all of that and then you have it play in the tournament. And that was generally the recipe that was followed here. And wow. while that's impressive and I'm sure there's like a lot of nuances and really novel stuff that they had to do to adapt it in this new case, it's also kind of like the thing that they didn't seem to do was come up with something that was dramatically different from that general recipe or in particular you know what they do is they take computers and basically have computers play tens of thousands of years of this game against themselves and I think that's I don't know I'm a little bit pontificating now but when I compare that to what humans do uh you know it's beating the humans but humans humans only have like 30 years maybe to learn yeah. how to play this game and like they have to they have to sleep sometimes and like eat occasionally and whatever. So, I still think I still think humans <laughs> like every time an AI accomplishes one of these really impressive things, like yeah, that's that's really great. It's interesting. I love talking about it. I love learning how they did it. But like but they've I'll got be, thousands of years, yeah. They've got thousands of years and I'll be really impressed when they've got an AI that can drive a car and win at StarCraft and pick up a ball, all of which are things that nominally you or I could do, but computers are nowhere near being able to do that kind of transfer learning and generalization. Anyway, oh. a little bit like getting off topic here, but... Well, briefly, while we're off topic, um, I would be really interested to see an AI that beats uh, a human at chess or or uh, i mean checkers is like we said simple but chess or go or starcraft with only let's say 25 years of training time i maybe cut that in half because of sleeping and, and eating and stuff like that basically f make an ai that is better at learning uh within a time span than a human would be i totally agree i think that's such an interesting problem and i don't hear about that problem being addressed quite as much as like we threw a zillion gpus at this problem and, and got mm -hmm. an extra 10 percent out of it it i'm i'm sure it's it's a problem that people are working on but the idea like here's here's an architecture that we threw a whole bunch of totally different problems at it and it was able to more or less figure out how to do each one of them in a kind of reasonable amount of time i think that's really interesting and i'm pretty sure that's not a problem that we solved that sounds pretty close to artificial general intelligence um but one other thing that's worth noting pull it back to starcraft here for a moment oh yeah that i think is kind of interesting is that one thing that's worth unpacking a little more i'm kind of curious to see what if they comment more on this in uh, like the academic paper that's coming out is that StarCraft is a game that is played somewhat based on reflexes as much as like strategy oh, yeah. and attention and stuff. And so they took some, they made some efforts to constrain the program to only play within sort of the physical parameters that are allowed 
or that are reasonable for humans. And then so as to not give it uh, sort of an unfair advantage. So what an unfair advantage would mean is if one of the things that helps you win in StarCraft is being able to push a button faster than the other guy, and to some extent, I think that's true, then having a computer that can semi-infinitely fast push a button is kind of an unfair advantage to the computer. So Mm. they tried to put some constraints on the system to make it so that it couldn't just spam click everywhere and win by just a spray and pray approach. Um, but this was actually, I thought, one of the was spray and pray. <laughs> spray and pray? No, I've never heard that. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, that's well. That's what happens when you're clicking like a thousand times a second. Um, yeah. And but I thought this was it was a really nice blog post. We'll put a link to it on lineardigressions.com. But I thought this was one of the comparatively weaker parts of the blog post. Was arguing, making some arguments about uh, deconstructing the gameplay and saying that. Uh, the the agent is winning because it's doing better strategizing versus it can just click faster. Because uh, one of those is much more interesting and impressive than the other one, and I'm not sure that that argument was totally unpacked for me. So I'll be a little bit curious mm-hmm. to see if there's more explanation around that. Yeah. It's interesting also to, to hear you talking about that uh, right after we were talking about the oh it trained for thousands of years uh, argument or uh, I guess thing if like how how do you decide what advantages an AI gets versus doesn't get you know like if you go to the um, effort of limiting its movement let's say you say okay it has to interface with the game using a mouse and it can only click this many times a second and it can only move this much. And like, let's say that we make its mousing a little bit inaccurate in a similar way as a human, like you can go to all of this effort, but like what things count as unfair and what things don't. That's kind of a, a an interesting thing to think about because having a thousand years to train is similarly unfair. So I was just looking up a couple of things as you were saying that. So number one, I think they said the number that was cited in the blog post was 200 years, which is not a thousand, but it's also more than any human could train. Yeah. And I think one thing that was pretty interesting about this was they had, it sounded like a couple different settings, one of which there was also a constraint on basically the camera system that was used to watch the screen, if I understood it correctly, Mm. with the idea being that you can take a computer and have it, it's almost like a computer can have bigger peripheral vision than a human. Like there's only so much that my eyes can be looking at at any given point Mm -hmm. in time. And that a computer with cameras can hypothetically have a much wider field of view, can take in much more information, process it, respond to it. And so they, this is part of the, the justification that they made for it being a better strategic player and not just a better button masher was that there were two settings, one in which it had a wide field of view and one in which it was more restricted and that they eventually approached a kind of a similar performance. So anyway, I don't exactly know all of the answers to your questions and exactly how they make decisions mm-hmm. about what's allowed and not allowed for constraints on the 
on the computer system, but it, it does seem like it's a thing that they certainly keep in mind when they're setting the parameters of this tournament play, and that, moreover, when there's particularly interesting choices that they have to make one way or another, it sounds like they try to build some flexibility into the system to try it both ways and like just make it so there's as little ambiguity as possible about what would have happened if things had been slightly different. So well, one thing I think is pretty funny, uh, just to close this out, is when you were talking about the AI training for uh, 200 years, the only thing I could think of was those movies, you know, where the kid is learning karate or the kid is learning chess, and it goes into that 80s montage thing. Yeah, like like Rocky or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And so just in my head as you're talking... I was a little distracted because I was imagining a montage and it's just like a Pentium 3 sitting there <laughs> in every shot, just sitting there. Thinking, I like that. That'd be, uh, be the worst montage ever. I like that a lot. Play an Eye of the Tiger in the background or whatever. Oh yeah, get pumped up. Good stuff. Linear Digressions is a creative commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at Lynn Digressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.